Hey, Josh here. And before we get to the show today, I wanted to warn everyone that we'll be hearing some stories today involving mental health, suicide, and depression. If you are feeling depressed or want to talk to someone, there is a resource available in the U.S. called the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Also, if you are finding these topics hard to listen to, you may want to skip this episode. Let's get to it. Hey, Josh here uh, with my co-host, Sue, and uh, our two guests today, Sam Kaminati and Maya Nibby. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you're up to these days. Um, Whoever wants to go first. We'll start with Sam. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm a junior at NDSU, going into junior year at NDSU. I'm majoring in animal science, vet tech. So I'm going to be working with a bunch of animals in my future. Um, This is my second year working at the church this summer. Um, I went through the whole COVID pandemic working with the children's camps and trying to figure out all that online stuff. So that was interesting. Um, and you get to actually be with them in person yeah, this year. Yeah, be with them, not Ooh. over Zoom calls and get headaches because they're all running around the houses with their parents' phones. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure their parents appreciate the in-person stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> They're dropping them off on Monday and being like, here you go. Right. <laughs> and then we have Maya. Maya, tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I'm Maya. I'm also an intern this summer. I go to the College of St. Scholastica. I'm majoring in elementary education with a minor in special, special education um, I'm also on the tennis team up there. I play both singles and doubles. Good. Yeah. And I'm also very excited for the summer camps to start. I also learned yesterday that she actually would rather play singles than doubles because mm-hmm. she's not really a team player. <laughs> she's a ball uh, Exposed. <laughs> that is very true. That's very true. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that, actually. So mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Things. Hey, you got to know your own strengths and weaknesses. You know, you really kind of do. And it's okay to just say it too so mm-hmm. then we know she's not a team player no, <laughs> kidding. Well, it's just in tennis it's fine we're I say, they're both interns here so they so, are team uh, players yeah hopefully they're team players <laughs> as long as it doesn't involve a sport i'm good yeah. <laughs> right because at zion here we um in anoka we have this program where we bring in college age um people that will be working with our children youth and family program and so it's really fun to have them and so we call them interns and um oh it's great 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 to have you guys here so let's see okay Give us a scoop on college life then, because that's your age group. And so it's good to know. um, How was it uh, this past year during COVID? So COVID was very interesting. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm going into my third year. So my freshman year, I got a little bit of a taste of what actual college life is supposed to be like. And Mm -hmm. then... All of a sudden, they were like, yep, we're in a global pandemic. Go home, lock yourself in your room, goodbye. And everything went online. So it was a big change. 
Um, especially I have a learning disability. So that was hard for me because I can't just read from a textbook and comprehend what is going on all the time. Yeah. So especially learning all that way and not being physically in person in classes, hands on like discussions, everything like that made it a huge challenge for me. So I definitely struggled this year at college, but um, I'm excited to go back to normal college living and especially because like because of COVID, we didn't even have anything to keep our mind away from just our academics. Like we did our classes from basically my living room couch, my homework from my living room couch, and then you couldn't do anything during the day. There wasn't sports games. The point of time where I wasn't working, you sat there and watched every single show on Netflix possible. So it was very interesting. I'm excited to go back to regular life again whatever that means <laughs> yeah. I always say it's sort of normal with a twist now yeah. so for sure Maya how about you how was because it was your first year this past year yeah yes so I mean obviously I graduated high school in the pandemic right um and then going into college I had no idea what it was even going to be like mm-hmm. let alone not even having a normal first year of college in the dorms um so most of our classes were online or hybrid um But yeah, so just basically living in the dorms, you wake up in a small space with another person. You're both in the, in a class, probably at the same time, um, having to wear a mask to go to the bathroom to go get food. Um, it it was kind of a lot and overwhelming, not much to do. Um, a lot of kids on campus actually just went home. Um, so there was, it was very dead. Right. Yeah. Especially for the second semester, I, I, Right. Some tried the first one, did they? And yeah. And they kind of went home after. Yeah. I think actually second semester we started opening things up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but because there were less people, we were able to do that. Yeah. Um, obviously masks still everywhere. Yeah. Um, at one point we did get a little high with COVID cases. So then at that point we just had our meals. We just had to go to the dining hall and take them back to our rooms. Right. But that didn't last very long. Um, tennis, we were able to have a full, full season without having any cancellations at all. That's nice. It mm-hmm. was, it was very surprising. Our coaches very impressed. Cause that's a spring sport. Yep. Okay. Um, as well as all the fall sports got pushed to spring. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing they were nervous about is cause every single sport was practicing at the same time. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. But we were pretty lucky. And I mean, I would say I had a pretty good College experience, not knowing fully what it should have been like. Right. And then next year you'll go back and you're just sort of like completely different. You've been there, but it was a whole different. They just sent out the email saying that we don't have to wear masks anymore because over 70% of our campus is vaccinated. So everything's in person right now. So just hoping that it stays there. Yeah. So now you'll have freshman orientation. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually working freshman orientation. (laughs) So you'll learn alongside of them where everything is. Exactly. Awesome. That's good. Oh, it's funny. And how about, tell us about your families, parents and siblings and all that good stuff. 
Okay, so I come from a family of five. So I have my mom and dad, and then I'm the oldest, and my younger brother and sister are actually twins. So everyone thinks that's very cool. How old are they again? They're 17 now. What? Yeah. It's crazy. It's terrifying. Caitlin has her license. Nathan's about to get his now. Ugh. Scary. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, that's my family. And then, of course, I have my puppies. They're a part of my family. And two bunnies and three fish. Don't forget about the fish. So we're assuming (laughs) then, because you're a vet tech um, major, you're animal science, that you really like your animals. Oh, yes. They're my babies. They're all my babies. Do you want to share the time you brought a deer to church? (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, I brought a deer to work last summer. That's awesome. How did you do that? Okay, so I worked at a deer farm over last summer. Um, helping out a little bit, family friend through my dad's archery shop business. And um, mainly the job just consisted of like cleaning out the pens, like making sure they were eating good, like taking care of them. And then we had a mom that gave birth to a baby. And um, my boss was actually going out of town for a family event for a weekend. And she was like, Sam, I really need somebody to watch this baby deer. Like, can you do it? You're the only one I trust to do this because my whole family is out of town. And I was like, sure. Like going into this, I'm going to have a baby deer living in my house. So it wasn't living there. It was living with you. Yeah, because they wean them from the mom fairly young and then bottle feed them. So they're more independent within the farm setting and they're not, um, dependent on their mom so much. Yep. So yeah, I had the baby deer in my basement. Literally, it <laughs> slept in my dog's kennel. <laughs> Bottle fed it three times. Getting the visual is yeah. all I'm doing right now. Bottle fed it three two. times a day. Um, it rode in my car, literally in a giant like Rubbermaid tub <laughs> with a blanket over the top, and it would just lay there and like squeak and talk. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, she was super cute. And then, yeah, so I was babysitting her, basically, and we had to come into work the one day, and I was like, hey, guys, um, my family's not home, so I need to bring this thing I'm babysitting into work. And they were like, what are you watching? I was like, yeah, a baby deer. So we had a baby deer running around the old art room. It was very cute. It was so cute. How come I didn't know about that? Lee is afraid of hooved animals. Yes. She is? Yes. Lee is terrified of hooved animals. So she was terrified of this baby deer that is laying under the table, like innocent, just all cute, would want to give you kisses. And she's terrified of the thing. We all have our fears, you know. Some people really love snakes. I don't. Nope. Some people really no, like no. Some spiders and tarantulas. I don't. Nope. And so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna judge on hoofed animals. Well, not too hard, anyway. But yeah, anyway. like she's she said she's scout. What scared of cows too? Like everything she's scared yeah. of. Interesting. Wonder if something happened. Probably. <laughs> well, that's mostly what happened. Yeah, that's how yeah. that stuff starts, right? So. Who knows? Yeah. So um, you get along with your family pretty well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Typical okay. family relationships. I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
younger, younger siblings, siblings at yes. the teen age where they always think they're right. <laughs> you were you were that too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just just, re- just gently reminding you of that as well. Oh, so I know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, how about Maya? Tell us about your family. Okay, so um, I have my mom's side and then my dad's side. We'll start with the dad's side because that's pretty quick. Um, So it's just me and my dad and then my stepmom, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we love Stephanie. She's amazing. (laughs) Um, And then my grandparents are also pretty close in that. and then on my mom's side, she has three other kids. Um, so my brother, who is seven years older than me, my sister, who is 14 years older than me, and then my oldest brother, who is 18 years older than wow. me. Wow. Um, yeah. So growing up, it was mostly my mom, myself, uh, my sister, and then my young, my brother. Um, and... Yeah, what do you what do you want me to share about that? Yeah, <laughs> so um, divorced, obviously. Yep, yep, yep. And when did they get divorced? Uh, they were divorced. I think it was around when I was two. two. So I don't I don't remember it at all. Yep. But yeah, yep. yeah, that always makes a difference, kind of when that happened. You know, for kids sometimes. So yeah, and. You get along with your dad and your stepmom just I do. fine, but mom, maybe not so much. Yeah, so growing up at my mom's, it was a very different atmosphere than my dad's for sure. Um, she struggled with a lot of mental health stuff. Uh, so did my brother. Um, however, growing up, it was a pretty abusive household, uh, a lot of mentally abusiveness yeah. and um from I think around around like nine or six to nine, uh, there was some physical abuse in there as well. Um, I'm so sorry. That's hey, it happens, right? <laughs> it well, yeah, but, um, um, that's hard. And so, but you've been working on it. Sounds yep, like I have so. been working on it for a while now, um, and I'm finally at a place where like I'm okay with it, um, and it's not affecting my day to day life anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I have my dad and my stepmom who have definitely been my biggest role models. Good. Uh, So, and they've always just supported me like that. So. That's great. Yeah. We were talking a little bit earlier and um, I asked about custody stuff. And so dad did try to get you. Uh, Yeah. I think it was around four or five times he (sighs) tried to bring my mom to court and every single time he would have all the evidence, but. Um, I actually just learned this, that, um, even a couple years ago, the court system finally changed, but back then it was always, well, we want to keep the child with the mom, right? even if it's not a great household. Right. Um, if it's a daughter, it needs to be with her mother kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah. um, there wasn't back then there wasn't enough evidence, right? Um, like I needed to be shown that I have all these, all these bruises and like all these cuts and stuff, which I didn't like always have. Right. So, um, it was kind of hard to, for my dad to show the evidence. So yep. I think yep. that also took a toll on everyone as well. Oh, trying to yeah. get mm-hmm. me. And I think my final time that I, that I remember was in fifth grade and I had to go talk to this person. Um, they were just like talking to me and I was like, I just was telling them, I was like, oh yeah, I love being at my dad's and stuff. But then the home visits, my mom 
decided not to be here for. So they didn't have any evidence on that side. Um. So they were, that's when they were, they weren't able to move forward with anything, any custody changes, but I mean, it's who I am today. So, I mean, it definitely helped me. Yeah. It shows me a, a huge perspective of everyone and both sides of growing up. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And I know that you. it sounds like it's easy for you to say, but we understand all the work that goes into being able to say <laughs> yes. it that way. Like, they're, um, you sound well-adjusted and all of those good things. But, yeah, that was a really long and painful journey. So, yeah, I think... I think that's good to acknowledge that too, but I really do like that. You're like, I'm doing better. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, also, I guess if we want to talk about the spiritual side of it too, kind of like growing up, my mom didn't ever take me to church and she wouldn't let my dad take me to church if I was at her house. So it was always hard coming here and like every other week and missing so much stuff, even though I wanted to. So I guess I really struggled with that. And I was like, well, what's the point of learning this all if I'm not even going to be able to do it? And then, um, and then finally, I think high school was when I was able to like have a car and like have, be able to like get away and like that kind of stuff and was able to like learn everything and then be more involved. And I think that's kind of, then you met me and then that's when (laughs) I met Sam, but on the DCU mission trip. But yeah, I think high school is when I was finally able to get more involved. Yeah. And so has that been, it's been a positive, it was it worth learning here and there all around. I think yeah. it definitely was. Um, the past couple of years, I've definitely, it's, it's up and down all the time. Just like, I feel like everyone a little bit, Absolutely. but I think right now I am in a, a very high spiritual place in my life. Yep. Um, just being able to have this summer and like work here yep. and have a lot more time away from school to just reflect on everything. Yep. And figure out what where I want to be yep. with it and where I am right now with it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, we were also um, talking earlier too, but um, about just um, how when you are in college and um, life <laughs> can be kind of overwhelming at times. And so, Sam, you had a time where it was really hard on you. And these are, um, I think these are really important that you're sharing them. Thank you, A, first, and B, um, because... You are not alone. Like you've obviously had both had times where it's been tough and um, it happens to all of us where, and so how do we cope? How do we get to that part? What do we need? You know, and then you find out a lot about yourself. So what was yours kind of like for you? So mine was mainly a lot happened freshman year. I mean, um, adjusting to college life, like I said, is not easy. Um, I'm also four hours away from home at school and I've never been away from home like that before. Um, So it was definitely an adjustment. Like I said, my animals are also a part of my family. So not coming, coming home and not having a dog greet me at the door was at school. Yeah. Weird. And over time, I just didn't like the feeling of that. Like I was like, this isn't normal for me. Um, and eventually I just got really homesick. Um, I didn't have like no one I went to high school really with came to the same school as me other than my boyfriend. Um, and I was so far away from family. No friends were up there. Um, It was really hard for me to 
make friends going into college. And that's never really been something that I struggled with. Yeah. In high school, I was a very outgoing person. I had friends from Mm -hmm. literally every clique, as you can say, in high school. I was kind of friends with everyone. And then when I got to college, something just like changed and I wasn't as outgoing. And that definitely, I think, hurt me a little bit with my mental health because my boyfriend was making friends. He was like, oh, I'm going and doing this. And I was like, hey, I'll just sit in my dorm and watch TV. Right. So um, eventually it kind of just got to be a lot. And with being homesick, I didn't have any motivation to really do anything. So I would put off schoolwork and kind of started slacking on my classes a little bit just because it wasn't... I just wasn't in the right state of mind. Right. Um, And then I got so behind in classes that um, I started getting stressed out then because obviously my grades weren't the best and I was struggling with that. And all of a sudden I basically just hit a wall in my life and I slept for three, four days straight maybe waking up every couple of hours to eat something. And that's only because my boyfriend or one of my roommates would literally basically break into my room and be like, get your butt out of bed. You need to eat something because you're in bed and you've been laying here for four days. Right. So, um, yeah, I kind of just hit that wall. Um, eventually I did kind of get back out of it, um, and realize that, I can do this. Like, yes, it's hard that I'm away from home, but I do have people that care about me here and they can be kind of my second family while I'm up there. Yeah. Um, and I made some really close friends that helped me through that. Um, so yeah. So did there, was there anything that happened at the end of that? Like, was there a trigger point or did it just sort of gradually like the fog sort of lifted or how did that Um, go? So one of our friends actually told my boyfriend that I was being really clingy and obnoxiously clingy to him. And she was like, that's kind of weird. And like, she just seems like a very controlling person, which at the time, um, Yes, I probably was at lo- like for somebody that didn't know me mm-hmm. super well and know uh, what I was going through, probably did seem like I was a controlling person and right. all of that. Cause he was the only thing from home. He was the only thing that made me feel safe and like I was in a good place in life. Um, and when I found out about that, it kind of, it scared me a lot because I was like, what if he thinks the same right right now. And at that point we had been dating for almost a year and a half. So it wasn't like we just started dating or anything. Um, so it kind of freaked me out because nothing like that had ever happened. And I was like, this isn't myself. I'm normally not like this. So what's really going on here? And is that truly how other people are seeing like this, like from their point of view, is that really how I'm being right now? And I guess me and Caden just finally talked it out and um, let him know kind of what I was going through and why I was acting like that. And he understood it all. And 
right. um, understood why that was happening and yep. then explained it to the so-called friend <laughs> right? <laughs> who said that in the first place. Cause obviously I wasn't too happy with that. Cause one, it's not your place to say that. Right. And you don't know what's going on in other people's lives really either. Don't. So no. yeah, after that, we kind of just all talked it out and definitely got a lot better after that kind of realizing yeah. it kind of was a wake up call, I guess, mm-hmm. literally considering yeah. I slept for four days straight. <laughs> well, you know, it is, um, that does happen. And I like that you have that perspective on it, looking back on it now, because yeah. when you were saying it about your boyfriend, yeah, maybe I actually was, but here's why. And yeah, yeah you're right. That isn't the most healthy thing. And I don't want it to be that way. Yeah. Um, I think that's really helpful to look back and to like examine that. Sometimes people don't even want to look back and look yeah. at that because it's not your proudest moment or whatever, but it is. Um, but the way that you have said it and have um, shared it is that's awesome that you were yeah. able to do that. And yeah. I'm glad that you came out of that. Me too. You know, we do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we, there might not even be a reason why we've changed our personality. Yeah. But that change sort of just made it happen, you know, going sure. from being outgoing to being withdrawn or to being shy, shy. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Um, and we can't always explain it, but yeah. And it was very it weird because I mean, Josh knows I'm not a quiet person. No. Uh, yeah, no, you're <laughs> so, not. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very odd for me to be like, yeah, I was, very quiet, stayed in my room. Like I didn't even hang out with my roommates. Like I had my own single room, but there was two other, um, double rooms that were conjoined to my room. Um, so I didn't even talk to them really. And they were living in the same space as me. And I've just never been that closed off from everybody. Right. And it was definitely interesting. (laughs) To say the least. Well, you know, we grow a lot over time. And so um, just the next next step, I guess, is when when you figure out there's something wrong. Yeah. um, Just take one one step first and then go from there. Yeah. For you, Maya. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess the transition to college um, and the aspect of leaving home was definitely very easy for me. Yeah. Um, just cause I had been going back and forth from each house so often. And like every time I would go to summer camp or something a week or two, I would just, I would be fine. I, and I would want to stay. Right. Um, but so that part I was definitely fine with. Um, but I, when I got to college, I decided that I really needed to, to heal from my childhood and to fix the mental health stuff. Because yep. I mean, throughout high school, I struggled with it as well, but just never like dealt with it in the right way. Um, so I started seeing like the school, like counseling services and then, but I just like, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if this is like, this is enough. Cause it was like once every, like once every two weeks or once, once a month even. And I was like, I just don't think it's going to get me to the place that I need to be. Um, So then I started like seeing someone every single week of an outside counseling service. Um, So that started helping, but bringing up everything all at once Mm. was definitely a challenge and something I had never even talked about. Like even like 
before college, I could never do this right now. Like I just never talked about it. Like it just wasn't something that yep. I brought up and not even like family stuff, but other stuff also like has a lot of everything just all at once was c- trying to come out yeah. during this healing process. And it was, it was getting very overwhelming and I would try and talk to people about it, but everyone would just say, Oh, it's fine. Just like, it's just part of the process. You'll get over it really soon. But like it wasn't happening and it was yeah. like months and nothing was changing. And Right. Um, and then I came home for winter break. Um, I didn't go home to either house because I just, I wasn't sure where I was feeling with anything. So I did end up staying with a friend here over winter break. Um, it helped me a lot just being like able to kind of be in a neutral place. Right. Um, and still trying to work it out. Um, I mean, I'm sure my dad wasn't very happy. Didn't get to see me as much, (laughs) but, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it is what you needed at that time. Yeah. And um we sometimes we just have to go with it. He's okay. Now he has to deal with me every single day. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess um and then at that point throughout winter break, I was starting to get to a pretty bad place again. Um and then I my friends just like brought me to the hospital just cuz like I wasn't like able to think like well enough. And I was like, I was thinking about hurting myself, but I was like, no, I can never actually do that. Like I'm okay. Um, and then, so that was like super quick, but it definitely helped. Um, and then they did set me up with someone that knew a lot more about trauma and like PTSD. Right. Um, so then that's when I went back to school and I was like trying to heal from that. And I was, I was working with this person and that's when everything came out because wow. she wanted to do all of like working with telling her everything that happened, like writing letters to the people who have hurt me right. and then having to read that over and over and over again yeah. and then dig deeper into them. It started like building up a lot Absolutely. and I, yeah. I felt it was t- like so much so fast and I just like wasn't really sure exactly how to deal with it. Um, so I kept everything bottled up because I, I mean, as you guys probably know, I I come off as a very happy person when I'm here and like around people, like that's just my personality. I want to make sure everyone's doing better than, instead of putting myself first. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was still trying to do that as well at college while dealing with this. And I think, I think it might've been March. I hit just this breaking point. I didn't want to be with anyone. I was, I do also struggle with some PTSD flashbacks and I was getting those like every single night and I just didn't know what to do. Um, and it got to the point where I didn't even know I was having them and I would be hurting myself trying to escape from a past memory or something that I didn't even know was happening. Mm -hmm. So that started happening. And then I started just like leaving in the middle of the night to just go sit alone in the negative 30 degree weather that Duluth has. Right. And then uh, one night I had decided that I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and then I did, I overdosed on all of, all of my prescription pills that I had. Um, my friends did find me. I was just like walking around like super, super dizzy, like just like not even there. Um, so they did bring me to the hospital. Um, so and I, I mean, obviously right now I don't remember anything that happened there, no. but just coming back from that and seeing all everyone like at school, all of my friends at home and yep. here and my family, 
who were contacted, it affected them. And I didn't ever like really thought that anyone would actually care if I was gone or anything. Right. Which I think is for a lot of people what goes through their head. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that was definitely like the biggest turning point for me. Like I was like, okay, like you can work through this, but you can't hurt yourself. You can't hurt anyone else around you just because you're hurting. So I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Obviously I'm still very much healing from everything. Yeah. But I think I'm at a place right now where I know that I want to do stuff with my life and I have plans. Good. Um, so I think that part's definitely doing better, but, um, school is also just so challenging (laughs) trying to do all that with the mental health part. There's no time. Like they don't, they don't work that into the schedule at all. So, and for adults too, they don't work that into the schedule for (laughs) us either. Oh, we don't work it into our schedules for ourselves at all. I know. I, um, what I really liked, um, Maya was that you could identify that it was just like this overwhelming, um, it all came at the same time. So it's like, you can't sort through it. Um, I always say that it's a little bit like drinking out of a fire hose, right? Like you couldn't like <laughs> actually get a sip of anything that was helpful. It was all just bubbling. Yeah. Right. And so I suppose being able to, um, figure out how, what am I feeling? How am I feeling it? Why is this all at the same time? Being able to say it's all at the same time and then um, to have people help you because they sort of have, you know, like they have a system, but that system was making it all come at the same time. That's not exactly probably what they wanted um, or um, expected. And so to be able to say, hold on a minute, right? Yeah. But you couldn't verbalize that. Because it's in the middle of it. You can't verbalize stuff, right? You're just feeling and you don't want to feel it. So you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm already talking about it and making me feel worse. And yeah. so all of that stuff happens all at the same time. And um, I'm so glad that your friends found you. Yeah. And I, the friend that actually called my sister about what to do, she has been there for me for since March like she is still like one of my number one person at school to go to yeah because she's been there she knows that I can get through it um she doesn't push me farther than I need to good Mm -hmm. um she's just a lot of people want to help you but if you haven't dealt with it you don't don't know how to help and no it's oh it's amazing like seeing everyone wanting to help you but sometimes yeah. it's, that's not what I, what you need. Right. Like you need someone who has been there in your place, in your mental state. And yep. it's hard on everyone. But if you find that one person, it helps tremendously. Absolutely. That's, um, that's about mental health. That's about cancer. That's about Anything. losing a child. That's about like everything. You know, it's like you can connect to a person um, more when they've been through similar things. It doesn't have to be the same or even just that you have, um, somebody with the empathy just to listen to yeah. and just give you what you need. Maybe even ask you what you need. What do you need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you can't, if you say, I don't know what I need. Well, okay. You know, I'll sit with you until you figure it out or exactly. something. Right. That's like, probably one of the most important things yeah. that's in helping um, with someone like that. Yeah, because when you are going through those times, I think, yeah, you can't say because you don't know. 
right? Like that's the part that's so confusing. You can't pinpoint it, you know, and people kind of want it to be more black and white, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of, it's not, it's a jumble. It's not a baked potato. It's a mashed potato, right? Like it just (laughs) is so crazy. You can't, um, figure, um, it out. And so, um, Oh, I'm so glad you have people in your lives that (laughs) are like, this isn't normal. (laughs) We need to help you. And I love, too, that um, for your case, Maya, too, they were like, you know what? This is way bigger than us, way bigger than me. We have to take you into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And for you, um, Sam, to have somebody say, um, her behavior's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with what her? What can we help her with? <laughs> right? And if you needed to, you could go and see somebody, too. But you were able to do it without. Yeah. But not everybody can. Yeah. And so, yeah, we um, have to say, too, because when people listen to these stories, sometimes they hear and see themselves. And yep. and sometimes they kind of, um, I think sometimes the self-worth part is really hard. Who care, you know, who's caring for me right now? Yeah. And you feel like you're so in, into your own mm-hmm. stuff that it's hard to see that there are people right there. Yeah. And so um, there are people right there everybody you need to know that always and so um reach out if you can or be especially weird around someone who knows you (laughs) (laughs) is that the takeaway basically Um, (laughs) no but it's um if you're outgoing literally wrap them in a mall and don't talk to anyone and they'll be like what is wrong with you Well, you know, it is like you have, um, there are people there, so please reach out. And I'm glad that you had those people that are there and continue to be there. Right. Like, so, you know, um, maybe you need a support system each place we go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have my friends here at work. I have my friends at home. I have my friends. What else do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Me. So, yeah, no, oh my gosh, you guys, you have been so honest and authentic and vulnerable with us today. And that's a huge, huge gift because there will be people who will hear this and say, oh my gosh, that's me. Or I can totally relate to that. Um, Even I can, I can relate to you. Yeah. Because I have had those times too where I'm just like, I can't sort this out. I don't know what to do. Maybe I need to sleep for four days. Yep. <laughs> yep. Always a solution. Just sleep for four days. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't sleep for four days. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Take a 30-minute power nap. <laughs> so we should look at um, future stuff. We'll, how about we'll wrap it up with good stuff, right? Absolutely. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. <laughs> so um, what's coming up for you guys? VBS. Next week. And how about um, next year? So are this coming next um, school year? What What are you looking forward to? Oh, I guess I can start. Being back to hopefully normal. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess I don't really know normal. So, yeah. but <laughs> right. I, I'm excited to find out what normal is. Yeah. Um, You'll be a freshman plus. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I know. <laughs> exactly. Except paying for my own groceries. Yeah. Yes. No more dining. Ooh, I know. Very, very <laughs> nervous about having to cook for myself every single day. But uh, hey, it's a good skill it. to have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm maybe that's what I'm doing in my house right now. I don't cook much, so maybe I'm just encouraging my kids to know how yeah. how to do that there earlier. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't agree, but whatever. I lived in my own apartment, and I still didn't cook for myself, so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm okay. so excited for you guys. So mm-hmm. another year, another step forward toward, you know, just actually just living right now. Yeah. In the now. Yeah. I know we always talk about this with college kids that, like, what are you going to do? But maybe we should say, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? That was a good question to ask. Always a good yeah. question. Don't we always, always look to... too far into the future. Yeah. We never think we... about the now. Yeah. So let's enjoy now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the end of the show. Thanks for being here. Quick plug for one of our guests, Sam. Sam runs her own custom vinyl shop and would like to invite you to check it out. Looking for new stickers, maybe for your water bottle, or some wall decals or car decals, or even custom designs for shirts, jean jackets, or other clothing items. Check out Sam's Custom Vinyl on Instagram at sams.custom.vinyl. That's S-A-M-S dot C-U-S-T-O-M dot V-I-N-Y-L. Check it out. Wonder and Sunder is co-hosted by Sue Walliger and myself, Josh Myronick. Special thanks to Connie TD for helping us pick out a name and get the show rolling. The show's artwork and editing are done by me. Follow us on social media at WonderSunderAnoka on Instagram and Twitter or on Facebook at Wonder and Sunder. Questions about Wonder and Sunder or suggestions on future guests? Email us at wondersunderanoka at gmail.com.